welcome to the Crochet Circle podcast. We're here today behind the scenes with Hugh Metcalf from Crochet Now magazine. Hugh's the editor of Crochet Now. Welcome, Hugh. Hello. Hi, Hugh. Welcome to the shoot as well. Yeah. Thank you Thank so much. You. We've, we've had great fun, haven't we've we? We've had really great fun. It's been really interesting. Good. Yeah, we'll have a little chat about it more in a, in a little while. But just first of all, Hugh, so the listeners can get to know you a little yeah. bit better, and so we can too. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about yourself? Okay, yep. Yeah. My name is Hugh. I'm 26 years old and I live in Manchester. Uh, I work for Practical Publishing, which publishes Crochet Now magazine, amongst other craft titles, which is based in Stockport, which is just a small train ride away for me. Yeah, so I really enjoy living up north. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Manchester is It's not quite as big as London or anything, but there's a lot of exciting yeah. things happening there as well, like going out and exploring the city. Um, I've got a cute dog called Pearl. Pearl, oh, that's, nice. that's, no, that's a nice she name. is my fur baby. <laughs> um, is, she? is she Pearl, P-E-A-R-L, or P-U-R-L? <laughs> People do ask me that. No, it is P-E. A-R-L, yes. yes. To Jen Pearl. Yes. <laughs> so did you, are you from London then originally? Um, so originally from a place called Hemel Hempstead, so it's kind of oh, yeah. a little bit outside, it's yeah. about half an hour to get into London. That's where my husband is today, oh. he's down in Hemel Hempstead for a meeting. Weird, yeah. weird. I know, for like yeah. him going there and fires, it had the big, yes, bit, yeah. we did have a Hemel's big explosion. <laughs> famous for those sorts of things, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not much else for there. And Ski Slope. There's a ski slope there, that's it. So did you move up north for work purposes then? Um, So I went to university up north. Um, Yeah, I went to Lancaster University first, so I think I was attracted by the rolling hills and loveliness after being from kind of down from a London suburb. Yes. (laughs) I always think of the prison when I think of Lancaster because there's still a working prison there apparently. We're really seven. The south has got explosions and the north has got prisons. But it's a castle prison, yeah, so I, I, it's really pretty and you go up and the views are lovely and it's in the city centre, it's really nice. A, someone told me it had been turned into a nightclub now. I oh, has it? Right. right. Hopefully no prisoners but, are still in there. Yeah, hopefully the clientele is slightly better. <laughs> yes, you can do a nice little tour around the back of the castle, Absolutely, not yeah. going into the prison bit, I don't think, but... Yeah, I did that before, that was really nice. It's a, it's a lovely town, all cobbled it streets is. and historic yeah. buildings. I went on a sunny day, enticed me up north, yeah, so that's good. Was your studying related to craft, you, or was it more on the editorial side of things? Yeah, so at Lancaster I did um, sort of your, your generic English literature degree. Not really sure what I wanted to go into. Um, I spent some time while I was there writing for a student newspaper. I used to write a fashion column for them. Um, <laughs> I was into all sorts of things. Um, so I kind of discovered a bit of a passion for print through that. I think it's just getting that sort of, sending something off and getting it back in a physical form. It's just a bit of a buzz really. So after that, I uh, followed up with a master's at the University of Central Lancashire. So that's oh, just, yeah. a, just a town over. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in... So that was in magazine journalism, so niche. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it was really interesting and it gives you a chance to kind of go and work placements and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm wanting to stay up north. Just happened to find a, a job that was craft related as well. So did you cro- learn to crochet whilst you were at uni or had you d- learned to crochet when you were no. a child? When I first got a job with Practical Publishing, which is kind of like my first job out of the university, um, so I was partnered up with Kate as sort of her editorial assistant on Knit Now magazine. 
I'd done sort of um, a bit of sewing and upcycling of clothes before that, which kind of, I think, got me through the door of that, but then yeah. kind of discovering that whole other world of amazing craft shops and yarn everywhere. Because we're always surrounded by yarn, yeah. it's lovely, and just kind of getting the new things through the door and just squishing things. It's it sounds just... like the perfect job. <coughs> I just love to be in your offices. <laughs> <laughs> I was, when, when we were trying to set up the interview, I was thinking, I wonder if we're going to be in their offices and I can go and see if it's just walls of yarn. It's not It's not walls of yarn. We try and store it away because it eventually we get overrun by books yeah. and yarn and projects and things. So it's lovely to have and to squash, but um, after a little while, you do get a bit... Ah, it's piling up to the roof. <laughs> it's not a tidy office. It's not a tidy office. So, do you use all that yarn, or do you have to? Do you end up giving it away? Or mostly, we try and use it for editorial purposes. So, we, it's nice to have in just to, to reference if we're commissioning something. It's just nice to say, like, this is light enough. This is how fine does this work up? Because when we're talking to designers, they don't have that same sort of reference point necessarily. They're just sort of looking online. It might be yarns that they've used before. And it's so different to be able to mm. hold yeah. it and smell I'm a, I'm not really bad <laughs> for smelling it all, so I'll just see what it smells like. But from a crocheting knitting point of view, how it runs through your fingers, whether yeah. it's nice to work with, because you don't want to do a blanket in something that's yeah. really not going to suit you. Yes, mm. and I, I always do think that I will not give someone a yarn that I wouldn't want to do project yeah. myself. Yeah. If it's really splitty or something, that's mm. that. I'd say that's fine for a smaller project maybe, but if you're going to be working that same motif a hundred times let's yeah, let's give you something that's yeah. uh, and we've been yeah. we've been feeling all of the samples all the things that have been on the photo shoot today in the corner and linen yes. has and what's that yarn what's that yarn yeah it's just interesting to because some of them I, I haven't felt before so when you get it back through as well you're like this has worked out really well just kind of feeling it must be interesting having the parcels arrive as well and stuff that you've commissioned yes it is yes so, so I sit next to Kate in the office as well, so we, we've got a little yarny corner, so we always get toys in and we're like, oh, <laughs> we just hold things up and yeah. we're like, oh. I think playing with them, having yes. fights and things. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's great, and everyone else as well, they just like seeing what comes in and just, they're like, oh, that's cute or something, or, you know, that sort of thing, they just... Um, it's great to work in something that's creative like that and you get to see everyone's sort of projects come in and what creative stuff they're mm. doing and yeah for a lot of people it's very like oh there's so many things I want to actually make what do I do because you you're seeing like months and months worth at a time it's not all just um one don't just see kind of an, an issue in isolation because yeah. we're working so far ahead do your family craft Hugh no. or because I mean it's unusual to have a male crocheter anyway but not many male knitters and crocheters around so no honestly um really I don't I don't really I think my my grandparents must have done it um they died when I was quite young so I didn't really get to know them that well and the ones I did I didn't see them crafting in any way so honestly when I started working for knit now I just sort of I started knitting I've got a few hats under my belt um and then started on my next project which was sort of a it was a pair of mitts for my mom which were kind of like a, a houndstooth colour work yeah. so then I got to the end of the first one and I realised I'd missed a, a line out and there was a really visible line around it and that one is still sitting in my <laughs> head, like a very well that's bottom. good because we'll be coming to work oh so we need God. to know exactly how many have but yeah that's actually probably the last time I ever knitted and yeah. then I picked up crochet hooks instead and just loved the fact that I could 
rip it back if I did something it's wrong. Yeah. Easy, isn't it? Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I love as long as it's not a, a very fibrous yarn. It's yeah. just so quick to just yeah. go. Oh, made a mistake on the bottom row. Here just we go, it and it's so quick to yeah. then yeah. rebuild it as well. Yeah, if it's a bit fibrous, it just ends up with a bit of a halo if you rip it out yeah. too many times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I just kind of really took to that. Like knitting is, I found knitting a lot easier in the beginning because once it's on, it's sort of on, and there's no sort of right. I've got to figure out where the hook's got to go, and that's something yeah. whether it's with crochet. But I think once you crack the first bit of crochet, it's definitely yeah. a lot easier to then experiment, do different things. So yeah. I sort of think I made a probably about four or five things from patterns before I started designing myself. Um, yeah, so and what spots been your most uh, which project are you most proud of of your own designs oh, I don't know really I think every time I finish something it's one of those things where I, I don't know what you're like when you finish something but I'm always like, <laughs> holding up looking at it <laughs> yeah. and I look at it in the mirror so just to check that it looks yeah. good to other people so I do know that thing where you could uh, you can look, look at something and you're like well I've worked really hard on this so I'm not sure if it does look good or not or if I've just like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm overly appreciating yes. my own handiwork yes. here what yeah. I tend to do is um, when I've finished a project like you say you, you, usually fingers crossed you feel really happy yeah. about it so I place it in the living room just as in a certain place so that as I walk in in the morning yeah. I'll just spot it and then I'll know if I still feel the same way the next day that oh yeah that's that, that good is good doing it. yeah because yeah. it'll either stand out or you look at it and you think oh oh like I've just finished a little bear and I'm pretty sure the head's too big <laughs> it just gets that instinct I couldn't it? unpick it it's yeah. knitted because I'd sewn everything in it was all stuffed and everything I'd put his face on and I was like oh you know I really wish that I'd just gone down a few stitches yeah. with the head so I've just sent him off and hope that the photography oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, <laughs> took sorry. a photograph and he's got this <laughs> balloon headed bear yeah so like, could that's... you make sure the photographer <laughs> doesn't make the head look any bigger than it already looks that's the best thing oh, about yeah. being able to control your own photography yeah, is I, could be I like, can imagine right, that's I may have possibly missed out a stitch there so yeah. let's just put that at the back because yeah. you can control that so we're here today at the photo shoot but equally, you could have been photographing some of your own designs that you've crocheted yeah. up, and then you're controlling the final edit of how that's photographed. Yes. And also where it's going to appear in the magazine itself. Yes. It's, that it's, would suit my nature. Very yes. Much. Uh, <laughs> I'm a total and utter control freak, and I'm sure everyone who works with you would say the same. <laughs> but um, yes, it's good to be able to to delegate even if it's slightly uneasily sometimes and have to yeah. you know you can't do everything yourself it's just there's no way possible so it's good to to have people and people who challenge you as well and because you know nobody has got every skill set under the sun so I quite like of your projects that I've seen in the different magazines the one in crochet now issue three the little bus and the yes. soldier they're so, so cute yeah. really cute oh it's great to just well, obviously, I get to decide the sort of themes that we do. So yeah. when I do that, I have probably about six ideas of my own. If I'd seen that board, that's what I would submit to it. So I'm always very grateful when a designer sends something that's similar to something that I yeah. thought of. Because I'm like, yeah. yes, well, that's one I don't that's... have to try and make myself. But yeah, you have to sort of um, measure your expectations a little bit. I do probably take on more than 
I can actually find time to do. I think we'd, <laughs> yeah. we feel your pain on that one, yeah. Hugh, because I think Faye and I are both guilty of that. It's well, we are one. guilty of that. So, yeah, my husband has a lot to put up with. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just got to send this tomorrow. Okay, yeah. see you later then. <laughs> it's, it's fine, though, sitting on the sofa, just slightly yeah. watching TV. It's fine. Just uh, not anything that needs your full attention, possibly. <laughs> So you mentioned, Hugh, that you were 26, which is young. It's also, yes. Yeah, so Faye and I were just chatting before about um, the fact that your journey to becoming crochet, um, editor of Crochet Now, has been quite short, really. Yeah, quite short. You know, especially if you did a Masters. Yeah. So we thought that was quite inspirational really for people you know a lot of people now leave university and they, they're really struggling to find yeah. employment in the field which they've studied so it's quite refreshing to yeah, hear that you know you've done been so successful you just got to go into it with a bit of an open mind I think when I first sort of applied for a role of practical publishing I wasn't really sure what it was going to be in relation to and sort of so I headed off to Hobbycraft to see kind of which <laughs> magazines which magazines were those yeah. theirs and there's a lot of them um, they do a lot of paper craft mm. magazines which they're great and they they sell amazingly well and people love them it's not necessarily the sort of thing I was looking to do in terms of being able to to write more and do that sort of thing yeah. so it's discovering the sort of we call it kind of, we have the paper crafts, we have the soft crafts, just yeah. things that use fabric and um, yeah. yarn. I think it's also an industry that makes great use of social media as mm. well, which I may, I may be totally wrong, but I can't imagine the paper crafting side having quite the same it's Instagram and Twitter impact that crocheting and knitting and yarn related. Maybe it does. Maybe it just happens. There are certain people, there's always certain people in these fields who, because you'll see some of the paper craft and it's just so modern and really clean and they have these amazing machines that foil things yeah. and they're just incredible and they're just amazing so we've got kind of a few of the our sort of editors are quite well known in their fields and that sort of thing so yes all editors always sort of tend to be crafters first and yeah. we sort of train them up in the in the editorial side as we go because I think you can't fake the passion for, for the craft I know? think that's a a good point you mm. can't think it. mm. it's either yeah. there inherently or it's not yeah if you um, didn't get excited by it it wouldn't you just it just doesn't have the same feelings when yeah. you produce it you get excited you get excited when you get the submissions you get excited yeah. when you see it come in you get excited when you see the photo of yeah. it when you get the magazine back yeah. it's just nice little flutter at each stage which kind of keeps you keeps you, you going keeps throughout you going. the month you should yeah. have seen me 10 miles from Woolfest the other day. <laughs> <laughs> nearly there <laughs> yeah the heart starts kind of <laughs> <a little> faster <laughs> so we've had um, a really interesting morning watching mm. the photo shoot and seeing how it all works which has been great and we had a little chat about target audiences yes and so we just wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about who you are aiming crochet now at is there yeah, a specific age range or we tend to not kind of look at it in age so much as mentality I think we've done a lot of research around things um, there is definitely a certain age of people who buy magazines I think craft is there is a massive shift to younger people doing it as well I think they're potentially less likely to buy magazines as they can be more creative in terms of where they seek out their inspiration their pattern advice the younger audience might be 
more happy to look up new techniques online, um, go to Ravelry. I'd still, I'd say a lot of people use Ravelry, but Ravelry, but I think if you compared it to the sort of people who pick up print magazines, there would definitely be a younger sort of shift to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always kind of keep that in mind. We have a target, we have a kind of target reader who is, is usually either one or three sort of people, depending on, on the magazine and that we say. We kind of make up a story about them and what they do, where they shop. That just helps us kind of ground yeah. it and know that we're kind of on the right track. Yes, yeah, so, so basically with Crochet Now, we've kind of been producing like uh, what we call bookazines every couple of months sort of 100 pages they don't have adverts in they're just a lot of stuff is featured from books um, just to sort of keep our toes in the market but over the last year particularly the crochet magazines have really picked up in terms of the number of people who are buying them and we sort of put it down to we've had some mild winters Mm-hmm. people in when it's a cold winter knit a lot more yeah. and so the mild winters I think has pushed some people towards crochet. I often wonder if it's as well the advent of um, television programmes of the crafting programmes mm. like the Kirsty Allsop kind of things whether yeah. that's pushed crochet made it a bit more accessible to yeah. people and a younger audience. We also say that I mean again the online presence the bloggers and the thing that I think people definitely people of all ages are on social media there's definitely not yeah. we're not saying that young people are the only people who use it because it's definitely not the case and people I think particularly in crochet that's where people are kind of com- coming on board with it I think I think in comparison to knitting you can do something very basic and just pick an amazing color palette and yes. that will just yeah. get everybody just really excited it's great for beginners and I think you can happily learn a little bit in crochet and feel like yes there's so much I can actually yeah. make with this yeah. and just also the speed at which you can do it yes. so Lynn and I are working on a pattern at the moment I've done it and then Lynn did it I can create a really lovely reasonably intricate cowl inside of about three and a half four hours and Lynn you did it in three hours mm. so you can I did it on the way to Wolfest you did in the back. car yeah. so no matter where you are on your journey within that crochet craft, you can really speedily create yeah. something and feel that sense of achievement. Yeah, I think, I think it's harder the, to the do sense of achievement craft. is definitely a thing. You just see it grow so quickly. You're just like, I actually want to do more of this because yeah. it's not taking me forever. I actually could possibly get this finished soon. So that's great. And we see that in, you kind of could try and compare this, the amount of people who show you the projects that they finished from a magazine. You can, they're a lot, they're a lot quicker. They, there's a lot, quicker turnaround on getting projects done in, in crochet than there is knitting. I saw our art editor on Saturday, on the morning that we were on the way to a crochet retreat and uh, taught her on the way on the train. And I think <laughs> just, just being able to, you know, finish a granny square, um, it's it's something that's kind of complete yeah, and finished yeah. and you're like, well, I've made Done something, this. now I can make yeah. more though and make something <laughs> yeah. else from it. So I think, yeah. It's great for that sort of thing. And you mentioned earlier, Hugh, about the influx of all the crochet magazines. How do you make crochet now stand out from the other magazines on the shelves? Yeah, I think what's out there already, I think it's, it's good because we've managed to find a spot. I don't think necessarily would have launched if there wasn't a spot to launch yeah. into. Yeah. I think the other, mag- the other magazines are great as well. I think Simply Crochet is a lot of fun and Inside Crochet is just mm-hmm. it's, it's fabulously styled and put together and I love the projects, I love what they do. We kind of have done a lot of research about what people like to make and what they're looking for. Not 
in their sort of ideal world. Yeah. Um, so we have tried to make the magazine just about the readers really. So they told us percentage wise, we've got percentage wise who likes to make what. So we're trying to say, right, this is, we'll produce this. So you, <laughs> this magazine covers exactly what yes. you want it to do in the yeah. right percentage. Cause that to us makes sense. It's something that they, that's what they want. So we'll give them the most possible. We also just create something that's commercial in a way that the yarns we feature for projects, our sort of editorial philosophy is to feature yarns that most people, if they went to their local yarn shop, obviously not every local yarn shop's the same, but they'd be able to find those yeah, yarns. Yeah. So I think it's great. We absolutely love featuring all kinds of indie dyers and indie producers sort of editorially, because I think it's great to sort of champion that and have people um, know more about them and yeah. kind of educate people and say, this is what's so great about these yeah. yarns. But for the projects in the magazine, something that they can get hold of, because a lot of people Funnily enough, they just they see something, they want to make it exactly the same. Yes. Same colour, same yeah. yarn. We, we talk about this quite yeah. a lot. It's a confidence but, issue, I think, yeah. as well, that a lot of people don't have the confidence to use a different yarn, you know, so they, yeah. they will want to be able to get hold of the yarn mm -hmm. that's been used. We were talking to somebody at Woolfest who had sold a lady a jumper's worth of yarn, and she said, well, you could substitute that because it was... It was a really lovely yarn that she was going for, and she spent well over one hundred and fifty pounds mm -hmm. just on the yarn. She said, "Well, you might want to yarn substitute." And it was a very definite no. I want that jumper, that and I want it in that colour. That's what I mm -hmm. want. Not, not. I don't care about the cost, but that's what I've seen. I've got yeah, that image of myself in that. It. That's what yeah. I want. And that was mm -hmm. it. She would not be swayed any other way. I think there's that. There's that different sort of person, the one who's. Again, it's it's not an age thing necessarily because the older people might be more likely to be like that and they'll see it in a colour and they want that colour. They might see a pattern on a shelf that's a blue cardigan but they're looking for a red cardigan because they don't buy that pattern because yeah. that's not what they're after at the mm -hmm. moment. Where you kind of will get the people who can substitute, you know, I see people who make things with different hook sizes and it ends up being like bigger or smaller or yeah. a different shape or they've added repeats in and that sort of thing. That sort of experimentation is... Just, it's just a different sort of mindset, yeah. but yeah. they're both, you know, they're both great because they, they still end up some fab projects yeah. at the end of it. But yeah, the, the only other thing we just try and really offer is just value for money in what we, we're giving across. So that's kind of our philosophy with um, the patterns we offer. We don't want to give people patterns that really they don't want to make. Yeah. We try not to squander any pages yeah. because you've only got 100 pages. You've got 100 time. pages and the magazine goes out at what price? Uh, so it's 5 which, which in itself is a, is a really good price, I think. Yeah. And how many patterns roughly do you have in each um, copy? There's usually at least 25 patterns, yeah. sometimes a bit more if we have to. Yeah. Sometimes do supplement magazines on different things and ideas mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So. And then you've got the tutorials and stuff. Yeah. In there. So I, I, I really personally like the think tutorials actually. Five ninety nine for mm -hmm. hundred pages, twenty plus patterns, and if you edge that against, you might pay three, four, five pounds for a pattern. Mm. Mm -hmm. That you would you would have to love it. Um, then actually, I think it's really good value. Yeah. What what I also think we don't get in the crochet market, it, like you do in the knitting market is book after book after book. So the magazines within crochet as a craft are really important mm. because that's where the trend 
comes through. You don't see loads and loads of books, but you you get it. You can get the same fulfilment through the magazines. Yeah, I think you get more books on the homewares and the toys, but yeah. you don't definitely don't get books on crochet garments. Yeah. They're very limited, aren't they? Yeah. Because we've been looking, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, we've got Marie Wallin and mm. Joanne and Scrace and Cat Golden and pretty much yeah. not many yeah, others no, that actually it's, produce uh, books and. They're always an interesting one, garments, because when we talk to people, they I think they they really want to make them. But they're just slightly apprehensive. I think yes. if you're that beginner sort of person, mm. you're just like, actually, if you know the stitches, there's nothing really getting exactly. Different, well, different. I was having an Instagram chat last night with one of our listeners, and she's just done an Aberfoyle cardigan from Joanne's Crease, yep. and she pinged me back a message saying, "I, f- I feel like a proper crochet garment maker now because I've got my first one off, and that's yeah. it. Her journey is now about to take off." because she's done that first one and got it under her belt and I was the same once I'd done my first one I was like, yeah. oh actually not so hard I can do this I can do wearable wardrobe items for myself and it's not that expensive but it's cracking that first one and yeah. liking it and then moving on yeah to the next. and I think definitely as well if more people like Joanna Cat design those sort of garments I think a lot of people have this sort of idea of crochet garments that they're a bit clunky and because it is it is harder to shape really in crochet and and get the drape yeah yeah yeah, because it's a it's a tighter fabric most Mm. of the time so i think the more that people see the more that people should hopefully yeah yeah pick it up and well yeah we're flying we're trying desperately to get people to crochet more garments and look Mm. at contemporary crochet Mm. patterns as well so. And wear them at Yarndale Hughes. So if you want to yeah. Yeah. get yourself a jumper, yeah, get yourself going. <laughs> <a crochet away. laughs> you can Thanks join so. in the fun. Yes. <laughs> so we've mentioned that we're here on the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, what's been involved in the lead up to today? Because this is only one of a few days of doing actual photos yeah. for the magazine itself. How much work does it take to get to this point? I guess it kind of all starts off back at, at the beginning because when you sort of send out your mood board and you might have an idea of what the thing could look like and then it's picking a colour palette that works for everything, bringing that all together. Basically, we need to need to make things work. Uh, photography is probably one of the more expensive sides things for, for the amount of time that is spent on it. So we try and make it kind of as easy for ourselves as possible. Denise, who's here today, is our photo shoot coordinator. So she sort of handles most of the the legwork, which is great. So her and our photographer together are great at kind of coming up with ideas to sort of make our. We've got a really alive. lovely rapport together yeah, when when nice they're actually morning. on the shoot. And yes, and I think yeah, saying about not everyone having the same skill set. So I might have an idea and. She's, she very politely tells me that that <laughs> no. might not look so good. <laughs> the pom-poms look amazing. Yes. <laughs> they do. It's That's all about good. the pom-poms. Yeah, I think it's really important having that sort of collaboration and stuff. So everyone would never, never challenge anyone's opinion on something because even though not everyone here is crafters, they're, they're great at what they do in terms yeah. of what looks great visually and that sort of thing. But yeah, so we had some coloured pom-poms and was like, shall we put the coloured pom-poms up? Is there too many colours on there? And I was just like, you cannot have too many colours on the crochet. <laughs> is that your approach? That is, Get that is all my approach. On there. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to, having been to a, uh, went to a Jane Crowfoot um, workshop at... Black Sheep was. Black Sheep. Well, it was kind of the one where she was introducing about Frida's flowers and just 
I think seeing people's reactions when she pulls her samples out of the bag, the more colours, the more the room goes to. So that's how I'm kind of taking my approach to it, I think. Just uh, people people love colours. It's just inspiring. And if you want to tone it down or take it up, that's that's fine. We're in summer at the moment. Exactly. This morning you were shooting for issue five. What's the theme for issue five? So issue five is... It's kind of got a fruity theme, so it's really just bright, zingy colours. Something a bit zingy about them, something geometric shapes, quite yeah. modern, fresh, summery and exciting. I really love the front cover jumper. Yeah, it's lovely, lovely yeah. design. Um, it's very striking as well. We've only got a very small space to be able to sell that sort of cover garment. And yeah. we've, we've um, largely up to now, we've had kind of scarves on because it kind of suits that sort of space. but. Um, yes, having seen that one and seeing how striking it is, and yeah. it's just a, it's just an interesting construction. It I is. Think. That's what I was having a good nosy at it really, just to see that. how it was worked out. Yeah. I, I can't really visualise it, so I look forward to <laughs> yeah, yeah. looking at the instructions oh, to see how it's I'm constructed. I might, I might be on a fourth crochet garment yeah. before <laughs> your deal. The list just keeps on getting longer. You'd have to do a, a change of clothing at lunchtime. I know. Show them all off. <laughs> this is my afternoon yeah. yard deal garment. <laughs> So how far in advance, you've talked about the fact that you have to get the submissions out. When did you put the submission out for issue five? Oof. Can I remember? Um, I think, to be honest, because we've literally kind of, we're only on issue five, so it's not, we're not kind of fully down the road yet with a lot of it. When they decided they actually wanted to do the magazine, we were on a short deadline then yeah. for the first one. <laughs> So, um, so it's never you've never had that. <laughs> so we're not. I'm just kind of playing catch up with it yeah. all the time. So it's. Uh, but is it like two months ago or a month ago? How quick? I would hope. I would hope it was at least three months ago. I would hope um, to give people enough time to, you know, people submit and then I have to make a decision and then I have to arrange the yarn to be sent to them. Then yeah. I have to make it. Um, I mean, some designers who don't work for anyone else, that's often fine and yeah. they can turn it around quickly. But I know some people who are very prolific, like I couldn't just say to Lynn, can you please do me a, something in a week? Because you'll be like, yeah. well, I've got a lot of other things to do in a week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, sometimes I wish I could give people more time. But uh, it's one of those things where you've just got in a load of submissions and commissioned them and you're like, oh, I need to do this again now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it's that. Just that's how we feel about the podcast. Yeah. We just get one out the door and we're like, <laughs> time to start getting up yeah. the next one. And yes. it goes round and round. Mm. So let's say um, submission call went out three months ago. Yeah. You probably received the stuff in the office last week, so you knew what you would keep, what you wouldn't, what was what yeah. was going through as the final pass. And then issue five that you're working on today, that will hit the shelves. Um, beginning of August. So yeah. I mean, we're shooting sort of the cover and everything for today. Usually, we'd be slightly more ahead than we are but so that that magazine will go to press in a couple of weeks so we've got plenty of time to sort of get everything set all the patterns are patterns are tech edited and all you know ready to go so just shows people though how much work goes into getting a magazine Mm. together you're working months in advance and you're keeping ahead of what patterns you think are going to be really popular and I know from the chats that we've had I was going to say backstage it's kind of backstage isn't it that you also have to be aware of trends and what's happening yeah. with fashion. So you really have to be on it to yeah. hit the market and hit it right. Yeah, I think so. The, the sort of the trend side of it is always an interesting one because mm. if you ask 
if we ask people in surveys, do you want on-trend designs in the yarn thing? They're just like, I don't want on-trend designs. Like, they don't want something that's going to be worn down. That when you say yeah, that, the they think it's, yeah. it's going to be on yeah. the catwalk. But, but yeah, then you look at the geometrics yeah. and the neons yeah. that have been around for a couple of years, and they're still mm-hmm. there. I think if you're aware of that, and you're like, this reminds me of something that is, you know, is very on-trend right now, that's great. But I think for a lot of people, it's just so kind of in their brains, just at yeah. the back, though. So they like yeah. see colours that they've seen elsewhere, and they're like, oh, yeah, I really like that colour. Yeah. I'm not sure why I like that colour, but I really But it's like there, it's because the subliminal messaging is yeah. But also, I think when you handcraft something, you put so much time and effort yeah. and love into it, and, and money. I buy really decent yarn yeah. because I want to wear something that's lovely. And so I don't necessarily want something that's fashion forward. I want something that is going to be in a, a staple in my wardrobe in 10 years, yeah, 20 years, mm. 30 years. Mm-hmm. I want to love it right the way down the line. I'm not yeah, it's, quite weird. it's the opposite to throwaway fashion, really. Yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. So a lot of these trends is yeah. kind of based on that because, you know, that trend might be something that's completely done by next summer. Yeah. And yeah. So you need to kind of keep that in mind. It needs to be something that's... I think it just needs to be something that's um, enough of a star by itself yeah. that people will love it and can put their own special spin yeah. on it. And if you keep it for long enough, the colours just they come back anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so can I just quickly ask you, is today the start of the magazine or has a lot of the text and the other content already been put together and now you'll fit the pho- the photography um, into it or is the photography the start of the new magazine no we're we're a couple of weeks in um the the first so we have a kind of four-week cycle obviously because it's a monthly magazine um so at the start it's a lot about me getting the patterns back from the tech editors which should be right at the very beginning um ironing out any issues making source and everything else the layout we have people who you know, people who lay out things, they lay out for a living, they can do it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that then having time for the second check. So I would say some stuff in the office is being laid out as we speak, I would hope. <laughs> um, we've got some of the photography done. Some of this photography will come in to patterns that have been laid out already and they'll just kind of fit around and we try to tweak the yeah. colours and yeah. the, the fonts and stuff to to make it kind of feel very cohesive. But So we kind of have this um, little book thing that we do, you know, like Vogue. All yeah. the same really. <laughs> We've got our book, um, so we even to the last minute we could have things, and we realised that that doesn't necessarily work next to that. And you okay. kind of flip in the pages, yeah. and you're like we've got that model on the same page twice yeah. on so. with next to each other. So let's move that around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we it's it's great because we can be very flexible and move things. And just the only things I don't like to move is patterns. Once I've said they're going to yeah. be an issue, yeah. it's a it's a bit of a strain to try and move something around. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it does does happen had some things that we've not been able to quite shoot right they just haven't quite fit the model properly or that sort of thing we've managed to do it pretty successfully so far hopefully so how do you select the designs that go forward you obviously put out the submissions you have a color palette that you're working to you have an overall theme Mm -hmm. and you know that you've got so many patterns that you have to put out do you call in more patterns than you think that you're going to use so you've then got a choice no, How does no. It work? We, we normally I mean because obviously a pattern is a lot of time and you know we, I, I hope that we pay people fair wage for what they do but then also give them the option to have that as an asset themselves going forward yes, so, that so they, they can retain really the right it. yeah um, it's, a, it's a lot of work so 
wouldn't want anyone to do any work unnecessarily for it. So, yeah, I feel fill an issue up. I know, I know, kind of, we have sort of a blueprint in our mind of oh, what I said before about the percentages of what people make and mm-hmm. trying to fit things into that. It's not always kind of exact because someone could send me something that I just like. Wow, it's that kind of gut instinct reaction to something, and you're like. That's, that could be something that would make someone want this yeah. magazine yeah. by itself. So, What's turned up in the office for crochet now that has blown you away that you've just gone, oh, that's like, either that's so much better than I thought it was or I'm just, it's incredible. I don't, never, I don't necessarily think I've had anything that I thought is so much better than I thought it would be because I'm always pretty excited by the things I get like, <laughs> That was a good political yeah. answer. <laughs> I'm always, yeah, I'm always like excited and yeah, I don't tr- tend to commission anything that I don't think is gonna it's gonna be great. Yeah, I think probably the biggest reaction to something we've had in in the few issues is Lynn's unicorn. In fact, Aww, yeah. people are obsessed with unicorns. At yeah, the moment, it seems. yeah, they're very popular. Yes, um, I have seen quite a few readers yeah, unicorns, I've, which is quite a nice. Lot it's of lovely. Made we at least. And you're not even just saying that, are you? No, it's not because Lynn's at you. You're going to have to get, you're going to be like the unicorn queen or take, something. I'll have to take the unicorn to Yarndale, won't yeah. we? Yeah. 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 That's not a bad idea. Mm. Draw yeah. people in yeah. with the unicorn yeah. power. When we, we took him to, when we launched the magazine, there's, so there's the kind of trade show for all the yarn companies going, the press and everything. So we took him and had him on our stand then. And then we came back the next morning and I got a text from my publisher saying, did you take the unicorn home? Oh, was this in Birmingham? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we were there. Yeah. We saw and you, then, didn't we? Yeah, and then he was like, I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh it's no. missing. <laughs> but then someone had left a ransom note and had to that to him. That's brilliant. Just couldn't find the ransom note. He was like, stolen the unicorn. I love it. How much did you have to pay to get the unicorn? Hopefully nothing. I don't know. Negotiated him yeah. back safely. <laughs> yes. Or her. He's safely sat in the office still, but he will be winging his way back to you shortly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back. Back to it. Ready Bring for Yarndale. For Yarndale. Mm. We need to name him. Yeah. We could do a unicorn naming competition <laughs> on the podcast. We could do it at Yarndale so people could come with a yeah. little slip of paper and put it in a <laughs> tub and then get Hugh to draw the name. You can draw it. Yeah, come. Yeah. <laughs> That means you have to come on the Sunday now. Okay. Sorry, yeah, you know fine. we'll just plan your day before. <laughs> <you. laughs> so I know you put out the submission, so you've yeah. got a very clear idea of what it is that you are after. But if we've got any budding designers that are listening, what what could they do if they thought I really want to get my my stuff submitted to Crochet now? How would they go about that? Um, so I mean, obviously you can just you can just email me. You can find my contact details in the front of the magazine. Um, I think Are we alright to put them on the show notes yes, as well? Yes, of course, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of, I guess every magazine editor is different in a sense. So some people will want to work with people who have been around for a long time and they know will definitely do the job. I'm really happy to kind of, if someone's got some talent and have never designed before for a magazine, yeah. I'm happy to sort of, you know, talk them through it, do a little bit of extra hand holding for the for the first time and that sort of thing because at the end of the day I've got an opportunity to get something that's yeah. perhaps very fresh yeah. new mm-hmm. um, inside the magazine so I think for me what's important is not taking on something that you can't deliver on you have to, I think you have to be 100% sure that you can deliver a pattern that's in kind of a good state obviously every, no one can check their own work 
particularly well. So having something but having something that's kind of in my house style, which I yeah, send out yeah. to my designers and just just kind of works. You don't you want just, back a fag packet, you yeah, want something yes, that is as, pretty, as close to you the the level yeah. that you want it as possible. We have taken it to do check all the the numbers and things and obviously the certain bits that they can fix but they can't completely reverse engineer a pattern from no. scratch. I'm wondering if if it's possible, would we be able to get the submission form from issue five? Because we've got the photos from this morning and if we give your email address and that way people buy the magazine and can see, see what, what the submission yeah. was as well. So yeah. they can see what you've ended up yeah. with and what it was that you asked for to begin with. And yeah. then people can understand what's actually involved in getting from submission yeah, I mean, call through to yeah. the final stage. Yeah. I ask I ask for certain things but at the same time so I so when we put our call for submissions we might say you might want to do a swatch for us, you might want to do a sketch. Not everyone kind of works in the same way, so you don't need to have all of those things. Some people I can trust to just know that they'll create something amazing yeah. without having to having to do that. But yeah, as long as as long as you're confident in your skills, I won't say it's well finished as well because having to, to be photographed. Yes, it yeah. has to be photographed, yeah. so we need something well finished. Um but otherwise I think you just need to kind of get out there and just try it. There's there's no reason why you can't do it. Yeah. Um no matter your sort of skill level, once you've learned to write a pattern, hopefully you should be set and you can yeah. have a nice little room designing. Yeah, I think for me, because I'm not an artist, yeah. so coming to draw the sketches, that really... Yeah. I have I nightmares over it, thinking, oh, off, you know, what I'm going to do. But I'll get around that now. I, yeah. I've worked a way around it whereby I'll put my submission together and I'll get do almost like a mood board yeah. instead mm-hmm. and with a swatch and if I have to do a sketch then I'll give it you know yeah. I'll, I'll do my best shot but it's certainly no oil painting <laughs> but I do get I do manage to get yeah. around it and it always uh, works mood for me so great. it's just, it just don't be put gives off you the feeling of it as yeah. Well. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't um, you know I'd just say to people don't be put off if you yeah. can't draw because yeah. there are ways around it yeah. and I think yeah just always just asking the question if you if you're not because you know everyone has to start somewhere you even if you're a seasoned designer you did a first design at some yeah, point you so started somewhere ask yeah. ask questions just get in touch most of us are very friendly so yeah. I, I did ask other designers when I very first started yeah. out just for little bits yeah, well, of advice and people were actually really helpful yeah. so you mentioned that you went off and you did a degree that was quite generalist because yeah. you weren't sure what you wanted to do Flip yourself back to being 16. <laughs> would you have ever thought that you were editing a crochet magazine? I don't think it would have been something that <laughs> ever entered my my thoughts, no. But it's funny where life takes you, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I always yeah. say that when we're, when we're sitting having conversations in the office, like, what's the next on-trend animal? And we have conversations like <laughs> that and we're like... I'd love to know, what is we, the next on-trend do we, animal? Do we have proper jobs? I'm not sure whether we do. I don't, I don't know if this is real or not. <laughs> but I get to have a lot of fun. People work with really nice people. We get to do creative stuff sometimes. <laughs> you know, still have to do spreadsheets and that yeah. sort of thing. And um, But yeah, I, I couldn't ask for much more really. It's, you know, it's been great to sort of grow with the company as well and kind of... I've learned a lot about a lot of different crafts. I've worked on sewing magazines, quilting magazines. 
who would have known that yeah. I would pick up such a varied yeah, sixteen year old you would yeah you, you could you would have um, seen this in a in a glass ball yeah you could be a runner up for Pat, replacing Patrick on the sewing bee eventually yes. that could well, be a goal he's not allowed to retire yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think I've quite got the same off. qualifications as him for, for sewing but he's not going anywhere <laughs> ever he's got a while he's got a while in the yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, me, me. She's out. Esme. It's all about Esme. But Patrick oh, yeah, has to just stay, <laughs> stay put. <laughs> Sorry, you, you're not allowed, Patrick. I'm just not, you're not having this job. <laughs> and we've got one final question for you, which we love, um, because it's a permanent feature for us about whips and how many whips you've got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sense many. <laughs> I I would hope not to many most of the crochet i do is for the magazine is yeah. for a magazine so i do have to tend to finish them because i have got headlines for them um leading is sarah black sheep wolves how many she got she was she was like 30, well over 30 well, no. and she hadn't even counted properly she just did a quick mental tally i think there were more oh yeah i think there were Skeletons. i'm gonna be at the bottom end of the scale i think that's good um that's, that's the aim so I'd say eight at the moment. Okay, you and I are whip good. buddies then. Yes. I'm, on, I'm on eight. Well, I'm seven now because I've finished the shawl yeah. that Lynn's <laughs> borrowed. So, yeah, I'm with so, you. I like to be under ten. Yeah. I'm about under 10. 12 at the moment, maybe 13. And when have these got to be finished by, though? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Open ended. You can't ask that with your hands knitting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I, counting that one. I don't count the in, knitting work in progress because. Yes, there's a few of those that are sat still on the needles. I don't <laughs> want to look at them. Do you think you'll just never pick that up because crochet is your thing, though? I don't know. It's one of those weird things. Like, I I think I enjoy crochet more. I did enjoy knitting. I, yeah. I think I learned from. Have you seen that Anna Wilkinson learn to knit? Yes. Love to knit. Yeah, it's very like that. beginner friendly. So mm. I made a couple of those hats. Mm. And, you know, it's great, you know, when you do a, a ribbed hat, it's a lot more yeah. stretchy and stuff. I, I can definitely appreciate the qualities yeah. of knitting, but whether it's good for me and my tendency to not concentrate for a couple of rounds and for uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. wanting <laughs> to be finished really now, back at, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Crochet <laughs> is definitely with it. Yes, yeah. yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to interview you. It's been really good to see the behind the scenes stuff as well Mm -hmm. and see how it's actually all pulled together and how it works from your submission point as well. Just to understand the timelines better, I've got a better appreciation now when I stand in front of all of the magazines Mm -hmm. thinking which one shall I pick and just having a better understanding of all of the work that goes on behind the scenes to get that. It's a huge amount of work. It really is. And then when you were talking about, you know, the tech editors and the copy editors who we haven't seen today yeah. and all yeah. of the work that they're doing as well, it's, it's immense and well, I think well worth the cover price. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. So thank you very thank much you. for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for inviting us along. So that was Hugh from Crochet Now magazine. Fabulous interview. Um, hopefully you enjoyed that. And we'll be back with another episode of the podcast first Friday of every month. Thank you.